Hello and welcome back to another week at Drone DJ. Today is the last day of CES 2024. And Kirk, you're still sitting here. No one said yes. Yeah. We looked at pretty much the rundown of, of everything going on there because they have everything categorized and yeah, the drone section didn't really look very droney. Um it looked very uh we so make in short, the drone, the drone coverage yeah. of CS 2024 is there really isn't a drone section. No, Artel wasn't there, sadly, which is a usual thing. Usually we go there and we, we speak with Maxwell every year, and uh, he's not there this year. So we need to get through that. I'm sure Sony has Airpeak there with no one to talk to about it. Um, <laughs> I'm I sure they're a little... Did, uh, well, the funny thing is, so let me share my screen. Where is there's my window? So if you look at the CS has main topics, and I went to um, where is it robotics and drones? So if you go to robotics and drones, but there really isn't, and then it changes to uh, AI and robotics. There really isn't anything drone. Yeah, no, you know, there's not nothing, much there. No, no, sparse. It's also it's the same thing with the space uh, technology side. That when I check that too, it's very um, AI focused and like more less less space that everyone that's less of what people think it is so even yeah, last yeah. year i mean all the same people who are uh, exhibiting this year at least a lot of the same people exhibited last year uh it's just like the stuff that they exhibit is like they're, they're, they do the little tiny components inside drones like it's not it's not very like there's nothing really interesting no, to show no not like, like oh, cool here's a circuit board like yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's a camera I found or, you know, related to drones to a degree is actually under vehicle technology, there's a XP company, which is releasing their ETAL flying car. <laughs> I thought yeah. this one looked pretty interesting. And especially it's, you know, I mean, if this is, you know, true, like if this is an actual production model, not a concept car, I kind of like how it can drive like a regular car and then mm -hmm. transform into a flying car. Yeah, but also with the with how the propellers are folded within the car, I wonder how much cargo space you get. I don't think I don't think you get any. I, there's no way. Like I'm sure that takes up the entire back trunk area, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and so you get a frunk. And it doesn't look like that's gonna be a really big frunk for you. But um, I'm sure this will make an appearance on the electric uh, podcast later today, uh, and I'm sure they're gonna talk some trash about it because they don't seem. It would be cool. I wish there was some more like. Uh, or personal, um, like a little like ATV replacement, uh, helicopter, uh, personal, like a little aircraft, uh, like we saw last year. What was the name? I can't remember the name of the company that, that yeah, last year there was one that it looked like it jet actually one, flew, you know, it looked almost like jet one from last year. Yeah, I, I'm blanking on the name of the of the company name, but it actually flew last year, which was super, super cool. Yes, um, I wish, uh, I wish, I don't think they saw them. This one, yeah. uh, Rise, Rise. Yeah, Rise demo. Yeah, I was there for that one. That was a really cool demo they did. I didn't, I didn't get to see the first demo, but I, I saw like their last demo before um, I left, and it was, it's very, very cool. Like it's, it actually, I mean, it's cool to see someone actually do that. X Ping did not fly. Uh, there's photo. I only, I think it's actually inside. Um, uh, which, uh, A, I think it is or something like that, or East. No, they do. They don't do A and Bs. They do. Uh, it's like South or something like that, or whatever it is. Like it's actually inside the building versus Rise, which was outside. Um, so X-Bing did not demo, sadly enough, <laughs> which makes sense since it is a concept car, not a actual, uh, physical, um, device. Their actual but, physical products, these are the ones they had been flying in Asia. Gotcha. 
Uh, which, that looks more which, like this is no different than normal. most of the Vital, you know, cars like we're looking at, really. Yeah, that looks more like what's more more on the market and, and more feasible. Yeah. That car. Yeah, the first one. This is a concept. I believe they just uh, announced it not too long ago. It looks like something BMW would uh, would put out. To be honest, like the wheels. The fact that the wheels are so wide, and like that, just just the body style, just it looks like a Cybertruck meets BMW. And yeah, I thought the back looked like a like a sedan or sport car version of a Cybertruck. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, it does a little bit. So I mean, maybe maybe it's like a, a sedan version of uh, the Roadster or something. I just wonder. Um, you know, typically EV tail cars don't fly far; like they don't have that much power. So I wonder if this is driving car and a flying car how far can they go how far can the power actually last? i'm sure not small i'm sure not far at all i mean i'm sure like it, it just gets you like just the last few miles maybe i don't know <laughs> also i mean that's like we're, we're, we're talking about well, how far it goes we have yet to see any of these actually come true so <laughs> so just to recap on ces drones there's really no drones at ces this year um and there was, the closest how- thing we got was walmart which is more for Kino delivery, and yeah. uh, recently they announced the they announced the expansion of their uh, drone delivery scaling in Texas. Right, so that's the yep. big update. From that Walmart. was a big update for this year when it came to drones, which was yeah. uh, was Walmart is working with Zipline and Wing, mm-hmm. which I find interesting because they have an ownership stake in DroneUp. So I don't know why they're expanding with those two with that company, but uh, well, yeah, like what happened to Amazon's own drone department. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's hard to expand one company. Maybe you do need to work with multiple companies across the country because it is kind of niche. Like, because I know Drone Up is only working with like mostly Walmart in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have some other stuff, but I think that that's their big operation. Isn't Wings pretty big in Dallas? Right. So, I mean, why would you even open? Why would you even compete with Wing in Dallas? They seem pretty set up there. I don't know where Zipline is doing anything in the United States, but I know they are. Um, so maybe it's a smart going forward that companies aren't going to have their own drones. They're just going to like have regional delivery partners. And that's who you're going to have to go with. That makes that makes kind of sense. With well, the, along that note, we're also seeing Mitsubishi announced their drone delivery marketplace. Right. So talking mm-hmm. about partners, marketplace is usually signaling that this is a platform for, you know, all qualified users to use. So it'll be interesting to see if this is along the similar line as how Walmart is, you know, running their drone delivery operations. Yeah. Yeah, I, this seems like a more mature way of handling the market than everyone trying to be dominant everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, also related to drone delivery. We, <laughs> more drone delivery this, this week. <laughs> we, we did talk about the DJI's Flight Car 30, right? Even when it was first announced in China, I was actually showing videos from China of how people were using the Flight Car 30. And we were wondering if DJI is ever going to do a global release, especially with North American, um, yeah. you know, under its belt. And looks like they just did a global rollout. Yeah, so I think I don't think any of us were right on our predictions on this drone. Um, if it was coming globally, I think all of us were, I think both of us were pretty skeptical of that. But they seem to think there's a market for it. And I think there probably is definitely a market for someone who's just building drones and selling them to, to delivery partners versus becoming a delivery, you know, and technically a tech company all in one. So, I mean, they, they I'm sure this is based off of their M350 product or some sort, or, well, it has dual maybe probably not actually so it's probably it looks like it's, it's, it's keeping it looks the, like it's like they, they just built up the m the m350 to have the ba uh have the dual rotors but 
Um, so it seems pretty smart for them that they already have a pretty solid platform just to, uh, you know, become a provider. Uh, and again, I think it might be a, a very mature way of looking at the market. Right. But what will be interesting to know is um, as far as delivery goes, drone delivery goes in North America, equipment manufacturer is a, it's a portion of it, but they need partners that deals mm-hmm. with regulation, right? Deals with customers who are actually going to be receiving the packages or sending the packages. So yeah. that's an well, issue landscape to see how it goes out yeah if you can find the people who the buy the drones and operate them i mean that's that's one challenge but i think the smart way of handling this is that if you can get this drone approved by the faa now your partners don't have to build a whole drone and get that approved by FAA. it's already approved by the faa you just now need to work with your you know state or local governments to get approval through you know port authorities and whatnot so it's actually it, it seems like it complicates it in some areas and decomplicates it for other areas like it's kind of smart and also kind of like hmm, we'll see how that works out pretty much dji can't do this alone i'd be interested in seeing who actually works with them um to make the drone delivery possible in north america with a dji part right i feel like in in the united states i don't i don't know if there's anyone that would because i feel like the political climate around this would be really would be that would be my concern too is because right now it's only with like law enforcement and public safety and government use, but like it can very quickly move to delivery drones if they start using them. So I would see it would make more sense like Europe and Canada would probably I would see a first partner there versus the United States. It seems very risky in the US or maybe a US company operating in Canada. That could maybe that I could see that, but I don't know about in the United States just yet. Seems we like shall see. Yeah, I mean, I do see. Um applications of these for especially for northern part of Canada where um, land is so huge and winter can be mm-hmm. really harsh right even regular vehicle delivery can be challenging yeah yeah so this is it, it there's definitely a, pl- a place for this it makes sense now I, yeah. I feel like we have completely contradicted our original well but also <laughs> from uh, from logistics standpoint because we like I, you know I send packages across Canada and I noticed if we're sending to rural uh, mostly it's still Canada post like if I'm sending mm-hmm. to major cities I have tons of options, pure later FedEx, you know, tons of different options. But if I'm sending rural, really, you're looking at Canada Post would have half of the cost as any other providers. So if we talk about rural uses, um, if Canada Post still dominates most of the rural part for delivery, any, you know, public sector company is going to be or or public sector operations will be very difficult to partner <laughs> on new yeah. technologies, right? I don't. Does Canada Post do any sort of drone or? They tried. Or? They tried. Okay. They had. Um. They. I don't know if it's still alive, but they. They did mm-hmm. have a drone uh, research program, like testing, pretty much. Um. We're talking about maybe, th- oh my, six, seven years back, maybe. Okay. So I don't even know. Like I haven't heard anything new coming out from it, so we don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't know anything about the postal U.S. Postal Service. Um. They're still trying to figure out how to build electric cars uh, for their for their delivery stuff. I don't think they're going to get that one anytime soon. They, they got I know Royal, Royal Mail is the only one I know of in UK that is operating any sort of serious, you know, mm-hmm. not drones, but they're, they have that, uh, they want to do that like kind of like aircraft, like middle mile delivery. Yeah, yeah they were trying to um, design the airspace to zone out for specifically yeah. drone delivery, lower level airspace classification. Yeah, and then, it, yeah, so they're the only one I can see. It's weird because UK also has some pretty weird drone laws but also like they're seem pretty open the drone delivery which is like it's like weird not a friendly but also pretty friendly place for it 
So, but also in terms of uh, footprint of the country, Canada and U.S. both have huge yeah. areas of that can actually benefit. Like that makes it both can actually benefit from drone deliveries. I feel like there's huge benefits, but also makes it extremely difficult because you have you have to do the long range stuff to make it worth it, not yeah. the short range. But I feel like in the U.K. you have enough, like last mile delivery. There's a lot. There's a yeah, like it's shorter like the last like those long distance trips that would make sense here in the states are just shorter and there's still plenty of farmland especially like when you go outside of london right so like i feel like that it makes sense it's also a little bit easier to do in in uk than it yeah. is in the united states but well along that line uh we also have one interesting story to share this is um a U.S. country that's grounding the crime-fighting drone surveillance company. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, as far as drone deliveries go, obviously you've got a federal regulation to work with, but how much of municipal support would you have? This is the first story I'm actually seeing a city standing up against a drone service provider. Um, and along the surveillance note, I mean, my concept of um, drone surveillance, it's, it's got to tie to some kind of private security, like security services, right? You don't see it like, for example, if you look at any um, standard surveillance video cameras, they're there for security reasons. And someone's got yeah. to filter or watch the footage or identify potential threat, right? That's the purpose of using the surveillance. So this article talks about this company, which is providing video surveillance, security help from on high, and uh, got themselves into battle with the actual city. Um, I'm not sure what regulates video surveillance in states, but let's say uh, typically you're looking at a security company that would get um, like license to operate as a private security company or you know, security guards, they all have their license and certifications, et cetera. Um, that's along the line of where I can regulate for private security. So I'm not sure, number one, where the company that provides video surveillance gets regulated under, and number two, does the city have jurisdiction to actually put them out? Yeah, I don't, I, this, is one, this is one of those complicated, because there's some licensing that happens in cities, there's some licensing that happens in states, um, and there's other licenses that happen federally. Um, I think mm -hmm. security can be, I don't know if that's a city or a or state one, I think it depends on the part of the, the country that you're in. Um, but then also, like, you can't, downing drones is, I think, also then a very difficult one because that's the FAA. That's not, you know, there's no, the city and state technically can't do that. So what, well, if I don't know what they're going around to do it. Because they can cite them on different violations. So this yeah, like I, the, if they're using, like, if someone orders through the app, they can send a drone to keep watch within an hour. Um, we looked into uh, like drone security, right? Specifically related to privacy, because once mm -hmm. the drone is in the air, you can see other homes, you can see streets, you can see other things that are actually happening. Um, and typically when we looked at that services, we looked at by the time the footage or something gets to the client, you have to have a way of filtering it to block out what the client is not supposed to see. You know what I mean? Like they can't just yeah. have an eye and seeing what the neighbor's doing in the yard, seeing other things. Like if you're providing a service, there's got to be a way of protecting the privacy of other people and safety as well. Yeah, this makes, I mean, so a lot of this, I feel like this would be a really easy thing to do if they were contracting with the government, like the city on, on this process, like with law enforcement and whatnot, because they could just cancel the, the contract and no one else would do it. But the fact that there's a business to do this with, 
like there, there's a business model for this for for local businesses and homeowners it's interesting um i don't know why a homeowner would want watch from the air I, I really don't know why a homeowner would want aerial surveillance of their house but maybe we're talking in a maybe this is a tax bracket that none of us live in maybe that makes just make sense to them i don't know like, well i know there were people <laughs> who go on vacation for a couple of weeks and yeah. they did have issues with their home um that's true maybe maybe they want to see and, and plus they can't see like everything around the house with surveillance right yeah, yeah which is i mean that's that's depending on your city that you're living because i've i've never had that fear in my city so I'm sure maybe in other places, or if you just have really large estates, you want like yours. Like maybe like, I guess it would make sense for like you. Well, not you because you have your own drones, but if you don't have your own drones or ability to do it, like your your property would make sense to have a company come in and do surveillance. Like I'm seeing more more demand maybe on the commercial security. Um, like we have a, a new subdivision that's being built just two minutes away from here. Um, and every night I see uh, security cars driving around to do a pass. Right, so those Weird. are the ones I'm seeing the big the big need instead yeah, of a car driving around, then a drone goes to do a pass. We don't have. I mean, I lived in Florida. There were a few gated subdivisions that had their own security, but they never left the gates. They were always just at the gate. Um, I've never seen them driving around subdivisions. That's interesting. Those are the ones who are under construction. Like they're under. Oh, okay. Okay, they're under construction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like commercial, like business operations, commercial large sites. We had uh, construction companies that uh, said they had break and enter. Like you know, kids, teenagers going into transpass uh, get hurt. There were also illegal dumping. So for active sites, uh, trucks would go in to do illegal dumping. So those are potential issues. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's well, those are all the stories we have this yeah. week. I know we're opening a little bit on delivery conversation. We said we wanted to have a separate um, uh, delivery specific topic, uh, especially with remote ID coming in in March while the proposal is in March. So we're only a couple of months shy from remote ID. I'd be interested in seeing how that shapes up that lower level airspace and if that helps to boost up uh, delivery operations this year. Yeah, good. Well, good to see. Good to good to pay attention to. We'll keep our eyes open and keep you posted. See you back here next week.